to the Shattered Order Podcast. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. With your hosts, Good night, punk. Doesn't like you. And Rim Killer Inc. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We'll want it men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead! This week, we found out the beat to which new characters' releases would be marching to, got information we were hungry for with Darth Nihilus, battled some Separatists, and kept on churning in the arena. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 32nd episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's up? Oh, you know, the same as usual. Uh, sitting here on a Friday night, enjoying a delicious glass of scotch. I think the same thing I was drinking last week. Uh, good old glass of monkey shoulder with Death Star Ice in it. What about you? <laughs> Sounds damn good. I am bad. drinking some some alcoholic root beer because I am like a kid, but I'm not. I'll be honest. If I'm I had any of that, kid. I'd be drinking it too. That shit is good. You're drinking, not your oh, father's, I, right? Yes, I am. So and I ha- love it. Uh, what was the other one you said you've had before? It's from Coney Island Brewing. Coney Island, yeah. Coney Island's pretty good. I've had Sprecher's before. It's the least root beery tasting. It's a lot more alcoholic tasting. Still pretty good. But yeah, not your father's. Oh, so Yeah, it's the best one I've ever had. Yeah, it's amazing. Definitely. There's a third one I've had, and I don't think it was the one you said, but every, not a, none of them compare to this one. So. Very Love nice. It. Definitely. So we got a f- few more new details this week. To share with everyone no update this week but i'm sure that'll come next week with everything that's going on so more talk to then then kind of gave us a little time to talk about the arena which we've been meaning to talk to past few weeks so yeah some time to talk. You know, i know you're a fan of that so yeah i'm i like arena a little bit that's usually a fun topic to discuss and Maybe do a little bit of, you know, theory crafting. Our favorite. For sure. So excited. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, good. first off, I have to say how excited I am about this. It was all over Reddit, so you've probably seen it. But the Humble Bumble, uh, no, 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 Humble Bundle, God, that's hard to say. It's a I'm mouthful. stoked because I've <laughs> never played Knights of the Old Republic. So it's like 14 bucks. It's charity. You can get Knights of the Republic 1 and 2. I am super, super, super stoked. And it comes with, like, all the old flying games, too, doesn't it? 
yeah. like type or X-wing versus Tie Fighter, Rogue Squadron. Uh, yeah, all yeah. those games. Yep, pretty good deal. Okay. I mean, that's that's awesome. So, how long is it going on for? Uh, that's a really good question. I have got it pulled up here, and it appears the deal will run out in ten days and fourteen hours. So. Sweet. So people got some time to check it out. We should throw that in the uh, description on the podcast so people can check it out. Okay. Yeah. We can. And the do best that. part is a, there's a good cause attached to it. So yes. the more people that give or go buy it, the better it is for charities. And I think it's UNICEF, right? Uh, I do not remember for sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's a few different bundles you can get. Uh, certain prices up to like $35, I think, and you get a T-shirt with that one, and you can choose how much of your money goes to UNICEF, so that's pretty cool. And I think someone in our guild bought the T-shirt one and was able to give up to $15 of the $35 to the charity, so it's a pretty great deal for what you're getting, and not on top of that is you're giving to charity too. So, Uh, Have you uh, seen the T-shirt? I did. It's like the half Empire logo, half Rebellion logo Love with it. the Tie Fighter and the X Wing. Yeah, yes, that I, thing is sweet. I seen a tattoo of that, and uh, it was oh, it's freaking awesome. I want it so bad, but yeah, yeah that would be a good tattoo for sure. Yeah, thing looks cool. Sweet. What do we got going on this week? Well. We got a little information from devs. A uh, you know a new CG guy kind of popped up. You know, uh, he's a little this bit was more out of nowhere. Fancy and upscale than everyone else. I'm assuming by his name. Is that kind of what you got from him? That is. Yeah, CG. Anyone with the the name Top Hat. Yep. CG underscore you, Top Hat. And I don't know why I expected his avatar to be Jerry in a top hat, but I really did. Oh, that would be super awesome. It's Vader in a top hat, but if it was just like a picture of Jerry in a top hat, that would be amazing. I'd be pretty legit, not going to lie. <laughs> it's the first thing I thought of. I, I would also able. be okay I, with like an Ewok in a top hat. That just, you know. And I always think of Big Chulikin's uh, avatar in Discord he used to have with uh, Yoda in the top hat with the monocle. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. Or that would have worked too. That's that's true. It's funny. Well, said he's a live producer, and he he expounded on what that was in a reply post and with some other posts. And I went and clicked on his replies on the forum, and the post is gone. So I don't know where it went. But I could have described what a live producer is, but who knows? Topic probably got deleted. That's my guess. Yeah. But. Who knows? The best part about his the introducing CG Top Hat uh, post was that it was written by him introducing himself. Yep. I, I just thought the the uh, he's been the MC the for his own me. introduction. Yes, right. Please welcome to the stage me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, that's funny. Not a bad idea. Good way to do it. What the f- That's what we should do next week. I'm going to introduce myself rather than you doing it. Like, that's what we should start Hosted doing. by my good friend, Goodnight Punk. Yep. And then you can say, and my other good friend, Winkiller Inc. Exactly, yeah. 
have to take some advice. <laughs> There's no vein here. I like it. <laughs> well, he definitely went on and made a very first or very interesting first post, right? Yes, he did. And we're going Character to dive into that a little bit because that's pretty interesting. So with this Death Trooper and Critic thing, everybody's been kind of wondering what the schedule is going to be. Are we getting? Are we going to be getting any more events like that? And are we going to see any more, you know, characters through similar style events? And, and more also, importantly, are we going to see Citadel packs every time at released at the price they are? Yes. And there are some rumors about that, which I don't think we put in the notes, but we can totally get into. That's good with me, too. It did happen this week, and it was a mess. So... Cool. Yep. Well, it started off saying the current plan is to have nearly all of our new characters, aside from some very special characters, which we plan to release through Yoda-style events, released through the new event structure for the near future. So I'd say they're probably going to try this for like six to eight months, see how that works out, or maybe this whole year, who knows. But it is an interesting idea the way they put this together well and something else is it doesn't seem like they usually have a plan really uh as far as the yeah, way they right? release characters it's kind of bizarre we'll see characters like i'm trying to think who are some of the last Basin and Charit, uh jen like we haven't seen any we've seen them in the tournaments we haven't seen them come back in any way shape or form so it's kind of nice that they're actually planning this out so it's like hey, you're going to have this character then, and then X date, you'll be able to get them here. Then after that, you'll be able to get them here. Like, that's kind of what they're doing. And and it really does focus a lot on each type of group that play, plays this game, right? Like the, the yeah, huge mega whales, the dolphins, and the guys that spend their money on the chromiums, and then the, the free-to-play. And everyone knows their place pretty much in this schedule and knows about when they're going to be able to see these characters. And that's what I really like about this. Yes, I 100% agree. Yeah, for sure. So character release schedule. Intention of the schedule. Give new characters pomp and circumstance. So basically if a new character comes in, they want to give them the intro they deserve for the time that was spent creating them how good they are and how good they can be and let everyone know and play with them to see. And then to release more regularly to keep the game fresh. So putting new characters in there always to counter current things they don't like or to add a new skill into the game, a new debuff, a new buff, those types of things. Get characters into your hands. So basically... These events, we unlock them at a certain star level. So pretty cool that new characters more than likely are going to be at least unlocked by everyone. Yep. So you don't have to not have those characters from the get-go. So that's kind of cool. And this is my favorite. I quoted it. If so inclined to purchase packs, the events will be en enable you to progress part of the way to your seven-star version for free. If so inclined to purchase packs, I wonder if they're talking about Citadel packs. 
Yeah, because I don't feel if like there so were a inclined. lot of people were that inclined to purchase those packs. Yeah, just a strange I've seen feeling, pictures of them, but I mean, yeah, I don't think a lot of people were inclined for that. Yeah, but so. and and that's what's so tough is the the pricing on it. I mean, we kind of got into this a little bit last week, and it's been all over Reddit and all that stuff, but it's great that they allow you to actually use the character so you can decide if you want to spend money on them. It's just, you know, the price that you're spending on them needs to be reasonable. And I think they no. might be moving towards that. I think they probably hurt everyone. And, they, you know, it's... I, I feel like it's the users versus the evil EA games or whatever. Like, they're the Galactic Empire or the Rebels or whatever. But, like, they mm-hmm. want us to enjoy the game. Like, they have no interest in making us hate the game. So, there will definitely be changes coming, I think. And That's we'll that's the main point of all this, right? Yep. And people were talking bad about this boycott idea and how's that going to change anything, whatever. But... I, the one point I tried to get across to people and, you know, arguing on the Internet is like slamming your head into a brick wall. Exactly. So I don't know how, actually. how big the point was put across. But the fact of the matter is if there's no community in the game, there's no reason to develop. it. So yep. they're not going to do something that makes so many people quit that it's it's not fiscally responsible to continue to make the game. So. Whether you like the boycott, you hate it, I know people on all sides of this, the idea is, hey, we want this game to last forever, we love it, we don't want everyone to quit playing it, we don't want it to become something that doesn't make them money so they don't, you know, make it anymore, and everything we've done for the time we've been playing is just gone in a minute, you know, so I think they, they know that, we know that, and that's what everyone's trying to work towards, you know, we're all on the same, we're all on the same side here. We all want the game to succeed. We just, you know, have different goals and outcomes that we're looking for. Um, so, yeah. And I think it's definitely far past the, is this game going to be a success or failure state? Absolutely. So we already know it's a success. And when you got something, so we all know EA makes a lot of games. But I believe the last thing I saw about two months ago was that Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes made the second or third most money for EA behind Madden Ultimate Team. That's insane. So they're not going to want to lose the money they make on this game just because they decided, hey, we want six people to be able to buy this pack instead of a hundred or a thousand or half our half our community you know so and that's our biggest thing i mean our our votes are counted with the money that we spend into it and if you have a problem with something that's how you're going to show them that there's a problem and what you want done about it so i, I yep. think the boycott or whatever like it's a, it's a great way to express how we feel like like they always say the only way they can tell if we like events or not is whether we actually do them or don't. They've said that countless times. Same thing goes mm-hmm. for buying shit. I mean... It's, it's the same in all, in everything, like in yep. the world. You know? Like, 
it's always said in the NFL, right? If you don't want these rules to go into place, if you don't want these things to happen to the NFL, stop watching it. Yep. If the viewership goes down, they're going to have to do something that, to change that is what's so happening. Yep. So you speak by closing your wallets, stop giving ratings to things that are based on ratings. It's basically the power of the masses. So yep. I feel like we've turned into an economics podcast, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> dive back in. Um, so You want to go macro? Micro, yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's do it. let's do it. Uh, so basically, the idea is they're going to keep the same event style that they did with Krennic and Death Trooper. So we'll have these events where we get to unlock them. We'll get to use the characters in the events. We'll get to play with them, see what they're like, and unlock them. That way, we can gear them, use them in our own teams, and all that good stuff. That part. They're not changing. What they are going to do, though, however, is uh, four to six weeks after the events, they're going to go to the Chromium packs and or some other sort of pack for those characters. And the the Shard Shop is also a possibility, they mentioned. But the biggest deal is, you know, those four to six weeks that after those events, you'll get to buy them, so you'll have them exclusive for that time period if you decide to purchase them or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. another four to six weeks after that, they will be moved on into a shipment or a node in either the Light this Side, Dark Side, or This is such an awesome Cantina. thing to me. This is great. I'm so glad that they added the word shipment in there and not just say Light Side, Dark Side, Cantina node. Yes. Because I agree. that's all options on the table. Just about so. anyone that's been playing since, what, the beginning of the year last year? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've been playing nine months or longer, probably, yeah, most of the characters in Galactic War, you probably mm-hmm. have all the characters you want out of Arena. You've got mm-hmm. some of the best characters out of Cantina. What are you left with? It would be nice to be able to use that currency and start buying characters again. So I think that'd be a great idea. We know that those can be kind of a long farm. Um, And even if some of these rare characters, even if they were a little bit more expensive, like, you know, 400 or instead of 400 currency, 500 currency for Cantina or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, if they even if they change the prices a little bit, like, I really wouldn't have an issue with that personally me either as like, long as it wasn't like a double for yeah. the same amount yeah but like if they made it from 400 to 500 as yep. long as they added new characters in there okay. i would be happy it's one of those things that we just need to see something in there and i i think that part of the reason i'm going to the light side and dark side is to kind of slow down the farming process i think to just not make them so easily accessible. And I think by raising the prices mm-hmm. on those just a little bit, you could accomplish that and still give everyone what they want. But basically, yeah, sure. we're looking at three months after these characters are introduced in these events, you can basically start farming them for free, is what it kind of looks like they're going towards. And that is, mm-hmm. that's great. So you have the time that people have them, have them exclusively, you'll be frustrated by them in Arena, and then boom, you get to get them. So, yep. And then for those the people that paid for it, 
once they go free to play, it doesn't mean you have it automatically. So you still have probably a month, maybe a month and a half before those people are done That's farming those characters too. So, it, but a nice thing is if you can get them unlocked, you can already have them geared up at that point. So then once yep. you start farming, you'll be able to start using them in the raids and whatever else you want to use them in. So yeah, definitely. That's that's a definitely a nice perk too. Because yep. if you can have a dude sitting at gear ten or eleven before you even get him to seven stars, getting those stars is the not necessarily easy part, but easier than gearing yep. in my opinion. So and another point is uh, any characters that they come out together at the same time will move together at the same time. So Krennic and Death Trooper, they'll move on to a Cantina, Hard Node, Shipments, whatever. They'll do that at the exact same time. And then Nihilus and the two characters he's going to be coming out with next week, they'll move on at the same time also. So I think yep. that's that's a good way to do it. I'm pretty happy with that. Definitely. And it's it's great so that they're actually giving us... off to you, CG, Top Hat... Nice first post. Yeah, it's. I'm glad they're giving <laughs> us this information so we can kind of know what to expect. That way, it's not like Jin, Baze, and Chariot just sitting out there in the ether, just flailing around. You can't even get them. It's just. Yeah. Wasn't well, it kind of funny how, like, within the last, let's say, two months, the amount of transparency that we're getting in certain aspects is yeah. great. Like this it character is. thing, mm-hmm. the calendar of events, so we have a good idea of, you know, hey, this weekend's coming up. What am, what are we going to be doing in that one? And they're telling you what you need that updated, in those events. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, it's great. I love it. So, so something that's that kind of pretty been much floating. leads to the uh, the next part, right? The calendar events. Well, one thing before we get to that, I was going to touch on the. Oh yeah. The new yeah. pack for the Nihilistil, there's been some rumors going around on that. From the sounds of it, from some of the rumors flowing around or whatever, it's going to be the same price as the Citadel pack. The difference is, rather than five shards for each character, you'll get ten shards. And rather than two characters, there's going to be three. So for the same price, you're getting double the shards plus those same number of shards for an additional character. So, I mean, that... That's like cutting the price by well more than half, so I think that's a that's a really good move. Yeah, I mean, until the next event has one character, and then you're getting ten shards for one character at the same price. I, I, I think they would. I like think that, they would cut the price down. I don't think they would stay with I that. I sure as hell hope so because yeah. thirty. It's not thirty. Let's say twenty-four dollars a pack for ten shards. Or 30 shards is still so damn steep, you know. It is, but it's... And as far as making revenue for the game, like, yeah, that's... They gotta gotta make money or whatever, so... And this pack is not meant for me, so... Yep, I'm the same way. It's not a pack that is meant for me as a... I don't even know what type of animal to describe myself as. I describe myself as a minnow. Maybe that's pretty much it. Maybe a perch. Yeah, twenty bucks maybe every three weeks to make sure I have crystals, and that's about it. Yep, I say that's about it. Everyone listening right now is like, "Holy shit! Why are you spending that so much?" 
I spent 20 bucks the other day, and that was the first time I'd spent money in, I don't know, since August. I wouldn't probably. even have this issue if I was so much more arena prominent as you. But for me. Yeah. Uh, arena does make a difference. Yeah, I only get the 150 every day yeah. instead of 500. That makes it a lot more difficult. So, yeah. But it definitely helps. So. On to calendar events. Uh, one thing we don't see in calendars that people are probably pretty happy about, but I'm frustrated as hell about, is the lack of tournaments. I just, for the love of God, bring back the tournaments. You don't have to put character shards in it. It's something fun to do. It's a way to test teams. And I feel like our ally coins are being spent much more efficiently by getting Omegas, gear, credits, etc. Bring back the tournaments, even if it's without the character shards, please. Like, it's not something you have to do. A lot of people don't like the tournaments. I just... Don't do the tournaments. I like them. I just don't like the idea of eight people cheated and are at the top while I spent nine hours fighting for 50th and wound up in 78th. No, I, so, I agree there. The cheating is frustrating. If they fix that, yeah. then that's fine with it. You can put in, like, older characters, even. Let's say they put a mall in there for a tournament or a Rex that's in a there for a tournament. Idea. There are still people that want those shards or don't have those characters, and they will fight for them, you know? That's... So, and then all the extra perks, like you talked about, are awesome. And I don't say... I won't say I hate... Hated tournaments as for what they were. I hated them for new character introduction. So if yeah. it's just, hey, this tournament's for Darth Maul. Okay, cool. I got the, I don't have him at seven star. I would love to have his shards, not to mention all the, the credits, the Omegas, the gear that you get with it. You know, I would still fight them, you know. So when we were kind of talking about this earlier today in Discord is we're kind of in a purgatory of ally point or ally coins, right? Yeah. Cause no doubt. Do we spend them? Is something coming for ally coins? I like I'm farming clone sergeant right now, and I would really like to spend my three hundred thousand ally coins just to see how many of his shards I can get that I won't have to farm in hard nodes. But then I think if I use all that, then something with ally coin comes up, you know, in three weeks, I'll be screwed. Yep. So it kind of sucks right now to kind of decide what you want to do with those things. All this transparency has been great. It'd be nice if we could get some regarding tournaments. Like, even just, yeah, for sure. hey, you're not going to see tournaments, you know, in the next month. After that, maybe anything would be useful. Like. Come on. Yeah. They could go back to that whole idea of refreshing events. I would be down with that. Yep. Just make it more expensive than it was before, but anything like that works for me. All right. So we're recording Friday night. It's been five hours since Ground War went live. Thoughts? Since what? Ground War. Five hours? Yeah, yes. sounds about right. I don't know. 
remember I don't have anyone to fight in there. I tried it once. Ray and Tebow did not get me very far. That's I think I got to all you have? the fourth level. Geared and seven star? Yes. Wow, slacker. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I have a seven star resistance true or resistance pilot, but she's level one with no gear. Damn. So Okay. Yeah. Well, as for the ground war, uh it took me four tries. Oh yeah. Jesus. Um took me four tries to beat it. I used the team that ultimately ended up beating it with was Poe, Ray, Tebow, Resistance Pilot, and uh, I started out with Ugnaught. I ended up switching to somebody else. Honestly, I don't remember who. I'll look it up. But I was pretty happy with the event. It was not. It was not easy in any way, shape, or form. Uh, oh, Finn was the other one. I used Finn as the leader. Um, nice. It wasn't easy. None of those characters are gear 11 besides Poe. I think Ray was gear 10. Everyone else was gear 8. I modded them with just mods I had left over. I didn't take any mods off any of my raid teams or arena teams. And I was still able to beat it. Like I said, it took a few tries. But it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. But it definitely required strategy. I think it was probably balanced pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, the second tier, I'm, we're not even going to get into that because I'm not even close. <laughs> I made it to the fourth level and got wiped. They have a lot more health. It's exponentially more difficult. Uh, but, then throw on these, uh, these new buffs Yeah, with their extra health. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. let's get into that a little bit. Um, well, real quick, the rewards I thought were really good. Uh, Especially first time rewards, where you get like a million credits, you get five shards of all the characters that you're able to get. I mean, it's like probably forty shards that you get, and then additional stuff on top of that. Gave me a decent amount of shard shop currency, over a million credits, some gear. Awesome. That's what I love about these events. Is especially the first time rewards. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully be able to get them next time around. If you do this, you will notice that the B2s have a buff called um, Overload. Comes from these little floating droids that give them extra protection. It's same thing in ships. The little protection bar turns purple. You hit them for fifty thousand, and it moves like a centimeter. Whatever they're in insanely tanky highly recommend tebow because his little special that removes a buff goes a long ways i mean just getting rid of that buff extra protection man i i used that in my crappy run and that was that probably was what was what got me to the fourth level yeah i mean that's like that's almost like a hundred thousand k hit with as much Mm -hmm. protection as it get gets rid of so having a debuff i think super important tebow is essential for me uh like i said it comes from support droid if you can kill those support droids quickly you won't have to deal with it but that can be kind of difficult because they're pretty quick even though your turn meter 
you know, carries over. It's it's kind of it's kind of tough, no doubt. Um, yeah, it was. It definitely was a new look from what I saw for since it was separatists having those extra droids in there and kind of a more of a mishmash of types of characters rather yep. than a full wave of Ewoks or a full wave with multiple characters that are the same character. Yep. This one had more variety of characters standing out there. Yep. So that was kind of cool. Uh, something we have to note that Capgas said is the assault battles, they're meant to be overpowered. The overload, like the protection up thing, not coming for player units, so don't worry about that. Now that's out of the way. Uh, <laughs> stand aside, which is the special buff, which basically reduces all turn meter for your entire team, then gives that character a 100% turn meter. And... Uh, and a bunch of buffs, uh, right? Offense up, potency up, speed up. Is that it? think so um huge i only use it on ray and poe so basically using on ray helps extend the taunt of poe because it sucks his turn meter and then using it on Mm poe just gets him to cycle back to his taunt again even quicker to remove turn meter expose and all that good stuff now, yeah, that would work really well, actually. It wasn't too hard getting to the last stage for me. I think I got there every time. But that last stage is a little bit tough. Ultimately, I ended up having to uh, kill off the Genosan soldier, then Asajj, then the... Uh, B1. Uh, little support droid. Oh, Okay. The guy that gives overload? Yes. And because gotcha. he'll, he'll get the overload off before you can do anything about him. So you just mm-hmm. kind of count that out. And he overloads uh, the two Magna Guards and Dooku. So you want to make sure that you have Tebow special ready to go. And if you got that, use that on Magna Guard or Dooku. Get that buff out of the way. That way... They're a lot easier to kill. Mm-hmm. And then after you kill the support droid, take out B2. That way you can't take your buffs and leave the Magna Guards and Dooku for last. This is what worked for me, and it's what several other people in our Discord channel said that worked for them. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it matters what order you go in on them. Uh, I killed Magna Guard, then Dooku, then the other Magna Guard. So there were... One, two, three, four, five. There were seven people on that last battle stage? Uh, yes. Holy crap. <laughs> no wonder people were getting there and dying on the last stage. Yeah, it's, it is. It's insanely tough. And the biggest thing is all that freaking health from the Magna Garden Dooku. Yeah. Once you get down to Magna Garden Dooku, it's not too bad because Dooku doesn't have the bonus stuff, you know, to stun or whatever. He can stun, but it's a lot less likely. And you like Juno's a soldier. You don't want 
him to go. So take him out first because he's basically two attacks. Asajj, mm-hmm. she never got to attack. But um, I hate B2, so he had to go. But yeah, for sure. Those uh, Magna Guards weren't too bad to kill. Uh, Flurry from Ray would take out a Magna Guard. But Dooku was a lot more problematic. He, he had an insane oh, amount of and he's always just so annoying anyway with his multiple attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that did not <laughs> change. He was as annoying as ever. Yeah. But. I'm going to make you flash back to the uh, dodge meta. Yeah, no kidding. That's Yeah, it's basically <laughs> what it was. I didn't notice any dodges in that stage, though, so that's a good thing. Yeah, because that would have sucked even worse. <laughs> yep. So... That's to turn that on in the bonus tier. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's funny. basically all the strategy we got for that. Uh, like I said, Juno's a soldier, then Asajj, then Sport Droid, then B2, then finish off Magna Garden Dooku. Use Tebow. He's great to debuff and also remove the turn meter if someone's about to attack. I use that throughout the entire thing. If someone's about to to attack, I'll stealth Tebow and have him attack them because every little bit damage saved is big. Um, right. Yeah, so let us know what you think about it. I was pretty happy with the event. I thought it was really well balanced, really well done. Not easy, shouldn't be. Uh, as fun. It was actually a challenge, so it was nice. I liked it. Good. Yeah, I'm my only advice is to not have crappy characters like me, then you can actually play it. So Yeah. I, I would say, <laughs> yeah. You you need them at least gear eight, and a couple of them you need, you know, geared very well. For sure. Yep, that makes sense. With good mods. Well, yeah, definitely. why don't you tell us about the new Nihilus event information? Yeah, so the beginning of this week... They updated the calendar schedule and added in the information for the Nihilus event. So it kind of caught some people by surprise, the ones that thought it was like a Yoda-style event. But there it is, right there on the on the event schedule page with four stages, much like Krennic and Death Trooper. So starting next Thursday... Thursday? Yeah, Thursday to Saturday is stage one, and then the Saturday to Sunday is stage two, just like the Krennic event was, and then after a week, it'll go again starting Thursday through the weekend for three and four, and basically a two-week event just like Krennic and Death Trooper, and minimum level is the same. It's 20-plus, so the odds that you will unlock... The character are pretty good with four stages, kind of like it was last time. I know there were a lot of people under 80 that were stuck with the three-star Krennic instead of four-star and a two-star Death Trooper instead of three-star. But I think that's pretty cool that between all the stages, whether what level you are, if you're max, you're going to get these at three and four. You got them at three and four in the last event. And if you weren't max, you still were able to get them at three and two. 
So works out pretty well for you when you do it that way. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so there's that. That's how they're doing this one again. But they're also doing the rewards, reward three characters instead of two, in like uh, Krennic and Death Trooper was. So you know you're going to get Darth Nihilus, and this is a point of discussion for the past week about they said they will get Darth Nihilus shards as well as two other to-be-announced dark side characters. So lots of speculation on who these two will be. I don't know a lot about Knights of the Old Republic, but I know that Visas was mentioned, Revan, and a lot of other Darth characters to be on the sides of him. And so I just want to know where you're at with that. What do you, Who do you think it's going to be? I don't have the foggiest clue. What I think they'll do uh, is I think somebody that's more familiar with Knights of the Old Republic will be able to maybe give me names as far as this goes. But I think they'll do Darth Nihilus. I think they'll kind of pair him with someone from his era, somebody that he was associated with or something. I don't think it'll be Revan, but there. I would hope that Revan wouldn't be not talked about at all, and then just pop up as a side character for Nihilus. Because yeah. I know so many people want wanted him. Yep. You know, and that's so why I don't think weird. it'll be him. But I think they'll do somebody kind of associated with him, and then there'll be another dark side character completely unrelated. I just. I don't have any basis for that. That's just my hunch. And I think that Nihilus will have some synergy with the other character, but I don't think it's going to be a bromance like Krennic and Death Trooper. Yeah, I think that I don't think there'll be a bromance for sure. There's two ways that I think of this, that this could go. Now, there can either be two new characters coming with Nihilus, or if you look at the wording... It could just be two to be announced dark side characters. And nowhere in there does it say that they are new characters. It just says to be announced dark side characters. So if they're going to be new, I figure it'll be something kind of like you have the anonymous Jedis, like Jedi Knight Guardian or Jedi Consular. I would assume that they'd probably throw like a a Sith Inquisitor and a Sith Acolyte or something like that next to him. Just some, like, random unknown Sith characters to go on the sides. Which would be cool with me. I like random side characters. But my thought is it's probably going to be two characters that are already in the game, and you're just going to get shards for them. I will be absolutely shocked if their characters are already in the game. If it's not three new characters, I will be completely shocked. Yeah, I don't know, man. Three characters, just just release two new characters with Krennic and Death Trooper. And then to throw three more within two weeks right back out there, I just don't see that turnaround. I don't know. But maybe they've been working on all these five characters for months now knowing this was coming and I'm wrong but it doesn't say new so that's what kind of hangs me up but to be we got a week and we will find if, out so if they were characters already in the game what would be the deal, big deal with waiting to announce them 
Maybe I, they don't know who they're going to put in there. I, I kind of <laughs> think they've been working on a bunch of characters and that they're just kind of waiting to figure out which characters it's going to be. They probably have like four characters that are trying to decide between those four. And it, I think it's one of those things or something. I don't think it's going to be new characters. I really don't. Hope you don't think wrong. it's going to be new or old characters? Old. Whatever. I've been drinking. Okay, you said. I know what I said. <laughs> I was like, so now you've convinced yourself to be on my side. No, okay. no, 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 no. You and I are opposed as always. And you usually win, so good lo- Good news for everyone. <laughs> no requirements. Open squad. Bring characters who are strong against Sith. So you don't need to have anything specific but they are saying that if you have characters strong against Sith, that'll help you out. So, yep. I don't know what that means. Who's strong against Sith? There's nobody that has like anti-Sith abilities. Yeah, <laughs> good point. I so, don't know who they would be talking about then. Yeah, I, I don't either. But anyway. Yep. Um, well, let's see. I said, possibly two existing Sith characters. Oh, this was just my thoughts on the who the side characters would yeah. be. I was thinking it would possibly be two existing Sith characters to get shards for with Nihilus. Leading into the new event they announced a couple days, or tonight. A couple days tonight. A new assault battle called Places of Power. Ooh. And this is kind of cool because it's going to require Sith and and or first order. So basically, these new characters we're getting in the Nihilus event. Well, the weekend of stage four will also be the assault battle places of power, which uses those Sith. Yeah, very so exciting. You can take out your new Nihilus for a nice spin through the event section, and it'll be fun. Like cool. I said, it starts on February twenty fifth, ends on the twenty sixth. So. The exact same time frame as Stage 4 of the Nihilus event. Nice. Minimum level 75 with three tiers. A 75 level tier, an 80 tier, and a bonus tier. And the main rewards are light side pilots and ships and ship building materials. So it's kind of a assault battle for ship stuff. Cool. So that's oh, kind of sure. cool. Yeah, that's nice. I, Maybe I can get my... Ship stuff. I'll get a few more of my uh, clone sergeant shards. That'll be nice. Ooh, yeah. That'd be cool. Because despite I... the separate event, I do have Sith and First Order, so that's going to work out. I'm excited I'll get to use my Zeta'd Kylo Ren by then. Ooh. Nice. Uh, we'll see how far he gets. One thing that I think is interesting is that you're using, you know, Sith and First Order to get light side ships. Hmm. Does that seem a little weird to you? <laughs> no, not as it's about as weird as using um, Ugnot against separatists. Yeah, but there were droids. <laughs> well, I mean, like the mechanics-wise, it made sense, but like cannon-wise, yeah. it didn't make sense. Yeah, I feel like you're going for something, so you need to unleash it on me because I am feeling quite I'm not, dense. I'm not going for anything other than. I mean, the these dark side guys are fighting to get light side p- 
pilots and ships is just weird. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's pretty much it. So <laughs> apparently this is supposed to be very difficult. Not just difficult, but very difficult. So get your guys ready. If you've been working on Kylo Ren, good. If not, what are you doing? He's awesome. Uh, gear, gear your mall this week. Yeah, gear your yeah mall. Um, so from Cap Gasp, uh, all you people with mall, get ready to feel validated and gearing him up. It's eight waves of Jedi. That's what this <laughs> is going to be. So that should be exhilarating. And yeah. just so we're clear, this ones. is an assault battle style event, obviously because of the eight waves. But instead of droids, like the one that's open now, Jedi. I'm down. I like to beat up Jedis. It's fun. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> should be super exciting. I've got a few characters from those classes that should be decent. I don't have a ton, though. I may have to work on a Sith or two. Mm. We'll yeah, see. for sure. Well, um, I know this is your thing. What came from Reddit this week? A few things. We didn't hear from Conduit this week, but we did hear from Hidden Springs for the first time in a while. He's the the UI guy. And the thing he talked about on there was something I've been seeing and didn't really think twice about, but it's definitely a bug, and it is definitely annoying. So someone mentioned three bugs and asked about them on Reddit, and they said one of them was when you go to the mod screen, oftentimes, you know how it's big and bright and all the, all colorful most of the time when you bring that screen up? There's a bug that'll make it like someone put a grayscale filter over all of it, and, you can't. and it just looks terrible and you can't click on it so no there's good news with that one at least in the mod screen you can still click on things it's just i asked on my old phone it uh it looks like it's broken and i just assumed it was my phone that was doing it but the same thing happens when you go to the rewards screen on challenges Sometimes they'll be grayed out too, and at that point, you can't even click on them to see how many you have or who yep. you need them for. Very annoying. So you have to like literally go find the character screen, find who needs them, find it, and then click it there to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So it gets real annoying with that. But it, on both of those things, it's grayed out and looks terrible. And then there's a third one with a non-working scroll bar on the description text and ship challenges. And all three of those things... Hidden Springs said should be fixed in the next game client update. So that minor UI annoyance should be gone at that point. It's not game breaking, but it's a little quality of life things. I will definitely be happy. And the funny thing is I've never seen these bugs, the the grayed out bugs on my iPhone, but I see them all the time on my Android, on my Chromebook and on my phone. So I don't know if it's, one thing or the other, but... I assure you it's on yeah. iOS, because I know of it. Okay. Well, then. <laughs> Luckily, I've missed out on my main account, but my B account does it all the time. Yep. We got more from CapGas, of course. I skipped over the stuff about the events, because we kind of covered that already, but 
added Grievous to the Separatist event just in the nick of the time. So thanks to him for that. I guess he figured out that it was okay to throw that guy in. So now he's people farming Grievous will be nice, happy to know they get the five shards for him. So that's what 2000 shard shop currency. They don't have to spend. Yeah. Something like that. So that's a nice savings. I'd say for sure. And so someone put up a Hoth Wampa character, that they they said they wanted the Hoth Wampa character in game, and I thought the timing of this was funny, since it was right after we had released our episode talking about Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yep. And the Wampa that we couldn't figure out the name. Yep. And then someone put that <laughs> up on Reddit, and I'm like, hmm, I don't know that these are connected, but I'm going to take credit for it. Absolutely. But, we'll take credit anytime but, we can. All the credit, even if it's not ours. But anyways, <laughs> Capgas said out of nowhere on there, only if a special is called Disarm. Which and is I pretty laughed. good. Yep. <laughs> I was laughing, but then uh, someone else added something, which I kind of thought after he said it. Wouldn't that be Hoth Luke's special? Or maybe that's Tauntaun Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, his reply, I don't think he enjoyed that part, to be honest. He was still cold. That Tauntaun was only lukewarm. <laughs> and now well I want to go to a bar and have a beer with this man. Yep. That's Cap Gasp, you're the man. Well done. Well done, sir. <laughs> yes. Well played. I am a man who loves puns. You've as you can tell by my terrible puns all episodes. It's our thing. Totally. Explanation of canon. Once again in the game when it comes to certain groups being used to fight other groups. So people were talking about this, this separatist event and the characters that are used to fight it. Why weren't they clones and Jedis and like Canon says, and it's the same, uh, same age old, uh, what do you want to call it? Story. Basically that this is a game within a game and uh, if we're playing it, we're the players of the game in the game, which basically makes us characters in the Star Wars galaxy playing this game with uh, characters from our own universe. That's why some of the teams don't make sense, because you're just playing a game and you they don't have to. Which is, okay, that's a decent explanation, right? But th- this is where it kind of gets foggy for me, right? <laughs> Who playing this game in some faraway planet would know the legend of Aurora? And why would they have him as a character? Well, if you follow Luke's story, I mean, you're kind of going to have an idea, right? I mean, if everyone in the galaxy knew Luke's story like the movies. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. There's some... There's some obtuse characters that you're like would people really know who that is if they lived in that universe well how many characters in this game did you know of before you started playing i mean you didn't know of all of them i'm sure there's a lot of them i didn't know actually had names or specific characters that i've been kind of like yeah okay well that's the fun that's the funny part right shouldn't we know more than 
the characters in this game playing this game? Yes. Playing these characters? Yes, theoretically, but the fact is we don't necessarily, so that kind of puts us on the same page. Yeah, true. I'm sure they're all uh, well-versed in the legend of Talia, the Night Sister. I would hope so. (laughs) And Jerry. They're like, oh, Jerry. Yep, can't forget Jerry. Anyways... It makes sense. The idea makes sense. You're playing a game using characters in a game inside this game. So it makes sense. Don't try to put too much thought in it like I already have. So Yeah, bad idea. <laughs> it does. It starts to make your head hurt. Yeah. Then you, you just start to look dumb. That's not your father's logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think. Hey, I'm out of that, by the way. It's a oh, sad day. What a shame. I just finished my scotch, so. <laughs> well, then we're going to have to hit this arena arena stuff quick so we can get some more. Yeah. This is exciting, though, man. We haven't talked about arena in forever. I'm freaking stoked. I know. I like S- me some arena. So... I'm not sure if you've noticed, but in mine, there is a lot of different teams. I feel like, I mean, but the only thing consistent is Bays and Chariot. I mean, most people have those guys, but other than that, there's not a whole lot of consistency, it don't seem like. It's, I mean, you can kind of do whatever you want to an arena right now. Or Do you kind of have that same impression? I have the exact opposite, actually. Like, Interesting. Where I sit in the arena, it is Wigs, Stormtrooper Han, Royal Guard, and a mishmash of other characters. And that's the team I face throughout between 70 and 30, wherever I'm fighting. That's all I see. Okay. Drives me nuts. I would love to fight these other teams, even if I lost, just because they're different. But holy crap, fighting the same Wigs, Wombo, Wombo combo team over and over it just gets so monotonous yeah. and it just becomes a game of memorizing names and knowing which ones have terrible mods and attacking those ones yep i know how you feel i would love to fight new teams yeah so I... hopefully some of these new arena teams i'm gonna make will shoot me up even further than i am now and i can get out of that monotony i'm sure well, before we talk about your specific team, let's go over uh, what people are doing. Kind of go over a top ten as far as leaders go. Let's do it. I'm going to assume this is because of Zetas, but Vader is the number one leader at 22% of teams, and these are all ranks 1 through 10. kind of feel like that's a better general idea of the really good teams in the game. So we're going... With the 1 through 10, and this is all off swgoh.gg. You know, you can go to the units tab and then go to meta report and find it all there. Uh, yep. Wedge is not far behind Vader. He's at 20% of teams, which I found surprising because I think there's one Wedge lead that sniffs the top 10 in mine, and that's about it. Everything else is just various things. Uh, yeah, I kind of wonder, like, how different my my shard is than other people's, you know? If yeah. I look, I'm pretty sure there's some wedges up at the top of mine still, like a good amount. Yeah. 
It'd be cool if you could go through like friends' shards and kind of get an idea of what their leaderboard looks like. But oh, I take that back. Holy moly, mine what is straight meta. But a lot of the let's go through this list and then I'll tell you who my top ten is. Perfect. Uh, Palpatine is third with thirteen percent. Then Boba at eleven, Rex at eight, Maul at six, Qui Gon at six, and then it kind of rounds out with Lando and HK just below them. The old meta still fighting strong. Yeah, uh, yes. and I've seen lots of pictures of droid teams still in the top five, so they yeah. still exist up there in some, I, some shards. There's not any on mine. I don't, I don't see any of them anywhere, honestly. But I know Vader and Maul are strictly on there as a result of Zeta ability mats. Qui-Gon too. Uh, yes, that's yes, that's true. Qui-Gon. And, I mean, Wedge, Palpatine, Boba, Rex. They've kind of been there for a while. Lando, HK. So you kind of have a little bit of a mixture between Zeta leader abilities and the traditional leader abilities. So... Yeah, and I have a lot of. I have a good feeling that a lot of these ones that aren't uh, zated yet are the ones that are the old leaders. So yep. once the guy that has a Rex leader gets a Zeta on one of his other guys, he's probably going to switch over. Maybe, maybe. So it's not. probably a lot of. Yeah, you know, well, you never know. Just feel like that's the way things are going right now. But they yeah. could use them on people like. Um. Like Boba or Kylo, yep. which isn't a leader ability, so you never know. And a lot of those teams are those plug eyes are used in Palpatine teams too, so could be part of it. Yep. So well, let's talk about our arena teams and why we're doing what we're doing. Alrighty. So, I know this gets brought up a lot. Uh, I think we've talked about in previous episodes the. Insanely fast Boba to get ability block off. If you've been listening for a while, you know my older team, that was kind of the whole design of it was to get ability block off as early as possible and kind of put your... With IG-88 back then, right? Uh, old Ben and IG-88, yep. Yeah, a couple iterations you were yeah, using. there were multiple, multiple variations. It's kind of the same idea, and it still really works. So you got TIE Fighter Pilot, you got your Bobas that are all going really early, putting up the buff immunity, ability block, all that good stuff. And then all those Rex, or not Rex, all those Maul leads, if they're Zated, I would be floored if they don't have an Emperor Palpatine as fast as they can make them. And there's a guy in mine that has an Emperor Palpatine at two, uh, 266 speed, basically, with the Maul leader ability. So to get out in front of that and keep keep him from stunning your team, what do you do? Well, that's why I'm using Yoda. Yoda has the base speed at 157, so he's fast. Uh, the tenacity up. If you can get him to go before all those characters, if you're having issues with any of those teams, try using Yoda, make him fast, and see what happens. Because he's going to use meditation first, so he's going to give the tenacity up to everybody. 
Therefore, you won't be ability blocked, you won't be stunned, you won't be dazed, you won't have to deal with any of that. And if your team relies on using abilities, which most teams do, you're going to be a lot better off. It's amazing how much of a headache Yoda can save you, and that is strictly why I'm using him. He mm-hmm. is absolutely fantastic in my team right now. Nice. And so my entire arena team is a Boba lead, Kylo, who is now gear 11, and I've added the 12 speed in gear 11, Jedi Knight, Anakin, Yoda, and Stormtrooper Han. I just cannot get away from Stormtrooper Han. And uh, my turn order is Yoda, Boba, Stormtrooper Han, and then it would be Anakin, then Kylo, but because of Stormtrooper Han's taunt, it's Anakin or Kylo, either one. It seems to be working really well. My team's quite a bit different than most teams I face. Uh, there's a lot of General Kenobi's in mine. There's several Zeta Vader leads with pretty fast um, TIE fighter pilots. Uh, there is a Maul lead with the fast Emperor Palpatine, like I mentioned. There is a Rex lead that is a little bit frustrating. There's a General Kenobi team. General Kenobi lead with Anakin, Barris, Che, or what? Barrett. Oh, God bless. Chase. <laughs> Chase. We'll just leave it there because I apparently cannot say Charrot and Baze. Uh, so those five together, they can be really frustrating, especially if you don't have heal immunity. I mean, they'll just heal as fast as you damage them. So, so what do you get out of a Kenobi lead? Without clones. 30% health for Jedi. So so for Anakin? So for Anakin I and... I don't understand that. Anakin and Barriss, it they're hard to get through. They are very, very hard to get through. Hmm. It's... You, you, you'd be surprised. Uh, I, I had it down to a science where I was beating that team quite easily, and they changed something. Now it's a little frustrating again. The okay, just the amount 70% defense, too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, defense of some sort. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, just look, just 30% defense and 70%, uh, 30% off, ah, 30% health, 70% defense. So, not only they have a deeper pool, it's harder to chip out of that pool. So, and that makes a little more sense to me if you're landing crits on them. I mean, they're gaining like eight thousand health for every time you hit a crit on them. So okay, so the Barris is obviously zated too. Then yes, yeah, I didn't mention that. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. That's that is a very tough team to crawl through. And like I said, you are not beating it unless you have hill immunity that's landing. Because Barris, for whatever reason, she's harder than hell to kill with, you know, surrounded by those guys. It's easy to get through base and chair it, but once you get those last three, it's kind of tough. So that's basically what I'm doing. I've been super impressed with using Yoda in my team. He's been a lot better than I expected. So, like I said, he gives the tenacity up. He can remove 70% turn meter. He can stun anyone who has, what, less than 100% health. Mm -hmm. He can steal abilities. 
So if you're facing those General Kenobi teams, if you have a way to protect Yoda and make him last a little while longer, you can steal his counter and foresight and uh, critical hit immunity and spread that to all your guys. Once you, If you nice. can get to that point, you're in a pretty good spot. It works really well. Uh, Kylo, I can't say enough about it. I'm a huge fan. Um, From what I remember, Yoda uh, wasn't a terrible gear farm either. Man, I don't remember. From what I remember, it was pretty easy to get him to gear 10 at the least. Uh, That's where he's at for me is gear 10. I don't remember how difficult he was to get there. Getting him to gear 11 is not too bad, so it wouldn't surprise me if the gears before that were pretty easy for the most part. Um... Yeah, like I said, I've I've been kind of shocked. I was running the same team except with Poe over Yoda, and since I stuck Yoda in, I haven't dropped near as much in the rankings. I've been holding position a lot better. Uh, he he's been really good, and like I said, Kylo, the damage is great. The um, the counters from Retribution. Most of the time, most of my battles come down to Kylo and Boba versus you know two or three of the other characters. And I had one battle that, that it was Kylo against three. I ended up losing, but not by much. You know, he he gets those counters, and he'll counter for, at that point, because he's taking so much damage and he's got all those buffs, he'll counter for, you know, 15,000 or so. He's mm-hmm. he's awesome. I cannot wait to get him zated. I think he's going to be great once he can reheal some of that protection. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. You could probably have... Two or one on three dead. Yeah. With that. Oh, I'm pretty certain I would have been able to. For so, sure. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to try to make a couple videos of my arena team in action and just kind of narrate it, tell you, you know, what I'm doing and why, and just kind of maybe I'll give people out there some thoughts as far as using Yoda to stay ahead of the ability blocks and everything. And then, you know, just you'll get to see uh, what Kylo's like. He probably won't be zated until, you know, after Monday. So, unfortunately, in the videos, I won't have Kylo zated. But I'll be making a video after I get him zated for sure. What about you? Well, I'm still run-of-the-mill old meta team. Well, not really old meta considering 21% still use Wedge's lead, but... I'm running Wedge and Biggs, Stormtrooper Han, Boba, and Han Solo right now. And my Boba, this I just put Boba in this week because I was gearing him up. And I'm about seven Nubian design techs away from finally getting him to gear 10. Ooh. Since I had zero of them when I got to that last gear for him. So he's gear but, 9 uh, and you're using him. I am. He's got a lot of health, and then on top of that, the other reason I'm using him is because uh, I was able to move my mods around and get him to 224 speed, I think. Nice. So most of the time, he's able to get the ability block off at the beginning. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's really helping me to beat all these other stupid Wedge Bigs teams I keep fighting. I can imagine. Whereas before, I would just avoid Wedge lead Bigs teams and just fight anything that had 
a random midge podge of players along with any droid team I saw because I'm using Han Solo. Do you but, uh, do you target bigs when you use Boba's AOE? Uh, not well. Yes and no. It just depends on if I if my bigs is faster. If I look to see if he was faster before I did the battle. Gotcha. Okay. Because I'll sense. then I'll ability block a Palpatine because somehow those are always in bigs wedge teams on my server. So I'll block the Palpatine, then right after Boba, Biggs goes, and I'll kill the Biggs, hopefully. And if not, most of the time my Stormtrooper Han taunts and then takes Biggs triple tap, and then I'm going again. So it has is it's worked out pretty well, but it's not really getting me any further than the highest ranked I've been in the past week and a half is twenty eight. So I'm still trying to break the invisible 25 barrier. That's where I usually get stuck. I think that's the highest rank I've ever been is 25. So I'm looking to try some new things. I'm actually gearing up a new team to replace all of those guys completely soon. But one thing I wanted to try that I've been meaning to, but I really haven't thrown them in and just tried it, is throwing my Rex, my gear 10 Rex in there, who also has really good gear. tenacity mods on him yeah you've got a couple uh secondary speed tenacity mods that are pretty pretty wicked from what i remember oh yeah they're nasty and throw the throw rex in there with his over 200 speed and bobo with over the 200 speed hopefully i can ability block and spread well it won't happen on defense as much as it will on offense when i'm using him but yeah to get the tenacity up for me and ability to block the other side. Nice. And then just use wigs and my stormtrooper to soak it up. That's what I think I'm going to try tomorrow. I really have never thrown it in. I thought about it, but I just against the on the just the onslaught of wigs all wigs and yeah, wigs all the time. I just have been fine with what I had, so I don't mess with it, but I'm really trying to look for something different. So I'm going to try that tomorrow. Cool. Don't sound too bad. No, it'll, it should work. I mean, this team, I, once I threw Boba in there with that huge speed, I noticed that a lot of people don't attack me as more often because I used to fall from mid thirties to 70 overnight. I think but now it's just way better. You're probably still getting attacked the same amount. I hope so. That'd be nice. And hopefully if I can throw Rex in there as the leader instead, maybe that'll change even more. Pull Han Solo out of there. Because I think Han Solo being on my on my uh, arena team probably was getting me attacked more often than not. Yeah, probably so. True. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good strategy. Plus, uh, with that Rex lead, you know, if you got a fast... Uh, TIE Fighter Pilot or Boba or Biggs or whatever that damages him, he's going to gain that 10% turn meter and get that cleanse off a little bit earlier. So that's that's a pretty good strategy. Like I said, there's one team in my arena that he never drops out of the top five and he's running, uh, you know, a Rex League league lead with Chase <laughs> and uh, Kenobi and someone else. Nice. 
Yep. Very cool. I kind of yeah, like, give it a try tomorrow. Yeah, I, I like what you're thinking about doing. Sounds like a pretty good strategy. I think before too long, you'll probably end up phasing out bigs and wedge. I'm guessing, but uh, uh, sounds like a pretty solid strategy. Yep, we shall see how it goes. If I could creep into the uh, teens with this team, I'd be happy. At least feel like I'm making some headway there, at least. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yep. Well, uh... What do you got coming in the future? In the future, I think I'm 86 out of 145 on Kenobi. I really, really want Kenobi. I have this amazing idea, because... I believe it's his passive ability, uh, his unique, that gives people crit immunity, if I remember correctly. I would like to use him on my team so that Stormtrooper Han can get crit immunity. So Stormtrooper Han, you know, his taunt will last a lot longer before he gets killed off. That was kind of the same idea I had with old Ben back in the day was the offense down, so they're not doing as much damage. He'll last forever and just keep giving you a turn meter. Uh, but another idea I yeah, had so was... Go ahead. Sorry, I looked it up. Sorisu is his unique. So whenever another ally is critically hit, if Kenobi is alive, they gain crit hit immunity for one turn. Yeah. So every time... If Kenobi's alive, every time that Han gets hit, he'll get crit hit immunity. Yeah, that that just sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but eventually, at some point, I'd like to move away from Stormtrooper Han. It just... I've tried dropping him and it don't make my team better. So I just kind of keep hanging on with him. He's so good against right. bays. I just, and there's bays everywhere in my arena. I just can't move away from him because he gets that taunt off bays counters every time and just keeps giving me turn meter. I mean, hell my Bobo will go three times before chase gets like, or bays gets an actual turn. Um, mm-hmm. and usually by that point I can ability block him or stun him or something. Right. So, yeah, he's he's pretty good. Um, and then I'm also working on Rex because uh, that was my original plan. And then I seen actually seen somebody in my arena that had a Qui-Gon lead with Yoda, and I was like, huh, hadn't thought about Yoda. So I decided to use Yoda, and like I said, I've been happy with that since. But uh, I was originally thinking Rex just, you know, for that cleanse and the ten- mm-hmm. tenacity up because the tenacity up certainly saves a lot of headache and the great thing about rex is he is super easy to gear like he was one of the easiest characters for me to get to gear 10 in a long time yeah so if you do have him getting him there it's not hard he's pretty easy He's probably good. He he might be my next project because I'm pretty much finished with Kylo now. Other than putting that next Zeta on him, I'm 14 out of mm-hmm. 20, so soon. But uh, as far as gear wise, I'm not working on anyone, so I'm probably just gonna start putting resources into Rex and kind of get him going because I think he could be really useful, at least as a sub in that team. Yeah, and he's he's fun to use, and I've been using him a lot with my. Rancor team too, for the turn meter down, so yep. works out pretty good. Nice, and he's great for phase one of the tank raid. 
So yes. it won't be a even if he doesn't work out as a arena te- uh, arena character for you, he's still got his uses. So it works cool. pretty good. Very nice. Definitely. Well, happy uh, that I got him. What else are you kind of working on? Well, I'd eventually thought to move out of the Wedge and Biggs meta and move into the Darth Veda, Darth Veda, <laughs> Darth Vader meta and start working on an Empire team. Yep. So I got a lot of Empire tunes. I don't really have Shore, which is like a linchpin for most of those teams. Yeah, so that kind of was something that I would have to work around, but I also don't have Royal Guard either. So there it goes again. Really was kind of looking like as cool as that would be. It really wouldn't do a whole lot for me with the characters I have. But then I was talking in Discord with everyone and it kind of got me fired up about getting all my clones because I have all the clones now at seven stars besides clone sergeant. Oh, wow. So I have Echo, Cody, and Rex at seven stars. So my idea now is I'm working on getting all my clones up. I'm going to get Fives, Cody, uh, Echo up. I already have Rex up, but I don't have Clone Sergeant at seven star yet, so he'll still be at five star until I get all his shards. But I was trying to work towards a Cody Zeta team with Fives, Clone Sergeant, Echo, and Kenobi and see how that worked out for me. Cool. That sounds pretty So that's what I'm working towards. I would I wanted to use Kenobi as the lead because of his lead with the clones and the extra stuff and adding a taunt not only with Kenobi but also with fives. Yep. But that's yeah, that's really not I don't think that would work as well as the Cody Zeta. Okay. So Cool. That's what I'm going for. And the nice part is I got my last bit of shards for first order tie tonight. And come Sunday, I will start farming Zetas. Yay. So. Congratulations, oh. dude. It's about time. After last week where I was made that seven five-star mistake, <laughs> at least it only took me a week. To That's get that true. eighth one, so pretty lucky actually. That sounds yeah. Like... I'm ready. Nice, heck yeah. Yep. So my thinking, my first one will go to Cody, and if the arena team doesn't end up working, Zeta Cody and a full clone team in the tank raid does some pretty nice damage. So it won't t- be a waste or anything. We're gonna talk so. about that in a second because we may have something coming out soon on that. Um. All right. What is the next thing you want to discuss? So, in guild chat today, we were talking about timeouts in a match in the arena. And some people think that it's kind of not a way to strategize. And other people think it's a good way to strategize. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Like, if I could build a team that was built just in a way to on defense time out the battle every time i would definitely Uh, utilize that so is that something you would be interested in or do you think that's not really the way the game is supposed to be played 
I wouldn't because I don't find it fun. Um, like, a, I mean, I kind of like having teams that are a little bizarre and different compared to everyone else. And it kind of seems to work for me, and I find that part of it fun. Like, I like finding these abilities in characters. And even if it's just the one ability, like Yoda, like, honestly, it, after Yoda gives Tenacity up, if he was wiped off the map, I would be perfectly fine because he's done his main job. And I kind of like finding how those abilities work together and make the rest of my team better. Like, I find that more fascinating than necessarily just making an insanely tanky team to just try to time out a match. So I personally wouldn't do that, but if that's a strategy that you can do, yeah, more power to you. I, I mean, I don't have an issue with it. Um, I yeah, because to me... It's, it's another it's like, way to play the game. I, I mean... Right, and like, I don't know. It's not fun... I don't know. I don't think the fun would be taken out for me. I think the fun would be taken out for people fighting me, you know? Yeah. Because I'm building a, I'm not talking about building like a team that just has maxed out Chewbacca, maxed out Night Sister Initiate, you know, all the ones with the most health power just to put them in there. So it'd take forever. I'm talking actually tanky teams that have some kind of synergy. So that General Kenobi team I was talking about with the Barris Zeta. Mm-hmm. That is a hard team to beat in five minutes because you That's have to be the type of thing I'm talking about. You have to be strategic about it. You have to do it in a certain order, and once you get down to those last characters, I mean, it's it can kind of be a pain in the ass. And yeah, because I think that those are the only type that would actually work. Because you put in these super health teams that don't have any synergy. And don't attack very hard. You're gonna yep. beat them in under five minutes with the sim on, you know. But if you can build a team that has synergy, has a lot of health, hits hard, kills their a couple characters on their team, and makes it tough for them, and times out the battle, I think that's a legit strategy. I know it doesn't seem like it for some, but. If you build your defense around that, I think it can work, and that's within the confines of the game, right? Well, and this kind of goes back to something we used to talk about a lot, is making your team operate on defense the same way it operates on offense. A team mm-hmm. like that, can you can have it do that pretty easily. It doesn't necessarily line up, say, in like the first two turns, like the way my old team did, to where it was a machine in those first through, you know, first few turns to get an advantage, but over the long term, it's so repetitive that you really have to be strategic about how to wear it down or else it'll just kind of keep recovering and healing itself. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of strategy that goes into building a team like that. I, I think if you can build one, that's absolutely awesome. Well done. Yeah. It's just fun. I was just curious which side you're on because I know that some people would say that just because there's five minutes to battle, you would actually st- still want to put your players in that will fight. But I don't yeah. know. I, I don't have I, an issue. I, I don't see how anyone would have an issue with it. I mean, it's can't be my team in the time allotted. That's that's your own fault. I mean, that's kind of my right. thoughts on it. 
For sure. I know and another point brought up was it takes the fun out of it. But to me, I'm not the one fighting my team, so yeah. <laughs> it well, takes their fun out of it. And if they don't stop attacking me because they don't like attacking my team, that's even better. And that wouldn't take the fun out of it for me either because for me, the fun in this game, especially with Arena, is the strategy of setting your team up. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I find enjoyable is I, I spend way more time setting up my team than I do actually battling. Just getting it to operate correctly and finding the proper turn order because, you know, it's amazing if you have one character going in front of another, it can totally change the way events line up further down and change the way your team works. And I think that's far more fascinating than, you know, just going into the battle and trying to win. It's trying to make your team more efficient, I guess. But, uh... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, what else we got? Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I think that pretty much covers all the PvP stuff we wanted to go over. Cool. Definitely be an interesting... Another, let's say, what, five weeks or so when we'll get our general Kenobis and we play with them. Heck so. yeah, can't wait. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be so, um, before we go, a few things. Our YouTube channel we're trying to start use a little bit more often. We've posted, you and I both posted a couple of videos this week. We have a clone video coming up in one of the heroic AAT phases using a Zeta Cody, just kind of showing what that's, you know, what's going on there. Um, you know, our previous podcast, Giggles, he's going to be the one supplying us with that, so that's super cool. Uh, I made yeah, a definitely. Phase 1 video last week on the Heroic AAT using my Boba lead with Kylo, just kind of showing people what Kylo can do. Had a really good run, like 373,000. I was super happy with that. Um, yeah, that was good. I watched that one. That was cool. And then this weekend, I'm going to try to get some videos out of my arena team. And uh, depending on how Sunday goes, if I'm able to record whenever our raids open, I may put out another phase one video now that I've got Kylo a little bit more maxed. So mm-hmm. be looking at our YouTube channel, Shadow Order Podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at Shadow Order Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Reddit, Windkiller Inc., and Goodnight Punk. Let us know what you think. Give us feedback. Check out the videos. Tell us what you like about them, what you don't like about them, what you'd like to hear us maybe, you know, as far as tips, narration, or whatever in those videos. Um, I'm going to try to start doing at least one of those a week. You know, just kind of get things going through there a little bit more. Anything else? Yep, sounds good. Uh, I don't think so. I think that's it for this week. Cool. Hopefully we can talk about the new Nihilus and uh, yeah. his new friends next week. So that would be fun. That would be really fun. I'm excited. Can't wait. Yep, totally. All right. Well, until next week, hope you guys have fun in game and uh, inching closer to your Kenobis or your seven-star Kenobis, whatever you're doing, and... Let us know what's going on. Hit us up on Twitter and everything else. So catch you guys next week. Later.
Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.